Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Welcome, guys. This is Rachel, and I'm here with Jensen, and we also have a very special guest today, a longtime best friend um, who is going to be sharing all about natural childbirth in the hospital setting and kind of just uh, childbirth in general, because a lot of you have been asking for that, and Jensen and I are not experienced in that department, so we are looking forward to having someone that maybe has better advice than us to share with you on that. Um, But we're going to get started with some life updates, so Jensen, do you want to share with us what's going on? Yes, so first I'm going to talk about my little garden, and by little garden, I mean my one plant that I'm growing this year. (laughs) So with the chickens, with a lot of travel we have, I just knew that a full garden was just not not going to happen. It was going to add more stress to my life. So I said, you know what? I just want to try to grow one Mm -hmm. thing this year. Well, first I did get lots of flowers. So my flowers are going great. Well, we're in Punxsy right now. So I hope that they're still alive and well. I have Logan's (laughs) sister coming to water them because I'm like, I've been watering them. I love watering them. I feel like there's something so satisfying about like just like nourishing them. I'm and helping hating them watering my things well, this year because we've been in a drought and it's a pain in the butt because I've got a huge garden yeah. to haul water to. I don't have a lot of things to water. <laughs> so I have literally just a few plants. I have this hanging basket that I'm obsessed with that I see out my window Aww, every day. But cute. my one plant that I'm growing is zucchini mm. and it just started to sprout which I'm like so excited it's exciting. because I've literally never like grown a vegetable before. I did in high school, like in my backyard one time, but really I haven't. So like the fact that like I'm nourishing something, giving it life and I'm hoping that it actually produces like yeah. vegetables and we love zucchini. It's like one of our favorite veggies in the summer. And I know that like those plants produce a lot. You mm-hmm. literally don't need a lot. Like it will, like you'll, I'll probably have excess, That's which so fun. we love zucchini bread. So we'll get to make <gasps> some of that. Oh, it is the best. But other than that, a week from like so we're recording right now. Actually, a week from now, we'll be on our way to our vacation in Maine. I'm we s- love Maine. You're, you've been to Maine a few times. Yes. We. This is our first time. We've never been up there. We're not. We haven't really explored New England at all. And I just know people. Like anytime I say we're going to Maine, everyone's like, oh, "I love Maine. It's so beautiful. You're gonna have the mm-hmm. best time." So we're really excited. We're taking Bentley, which that's so fun. It's gonna be an experience. Um, but uh-huh. I'm just excited to go to like all the different cute like coastal towns. We want to go to Acadia. Yeah. Um, we're staying in like the Kenan Bunk. Kenny Bunkport area. Um, That's a nice, nice spot. Yeah, I'm just excited to like experience the beautiful sights to be off my phone for the week. I will yeah. be like off social media, like please don't contact me. Um, <laughs> just really soaking oh, in Oh, I time. love that. Yeah. yeah just, just so connect. what are, give me like two top tips for Maine that I must do, please, because I know you have so many. Okay, um, top tips for Maine. You have to eat a lobster roll. I've never had one. I'm I don't so even like lobster, but like I eat a lobster roll there because yeah. you have to. You have to. You have to. In Kennebunkport, the okay. lobster shack's the best place. Okay. Um, and the other thing is I would definitely go, like just the coast is so pretty. Mm-hmm. So like the lighthouse is there, like the Portland Head Lighthouse, yeah. totally worth seeing. Okay. Even like the beach there mm-hmm. is really, Old Orchard Beach is just like a cute little vibe, mm-hmm. but it's so nice because it's tiny that you can drive, like, one town to another little town yeah. in 30 minutes and then just, like, walk through it and keep going. So mm-hmm. in a day, you can kind of go through all of them. Mm-hmm. So we just, we love, like, just kind of town hopping and, like, mm-hmm. not even having a plan, just walking around and enjoying oh. it. We've never seen a moose there. We'd like to, but you kind of have to go more towards, like, 
the western like the canadian side side and like, like north yeah and like all the coastal stuff's on the other side yeah. so maybe someday up there we'll go to moose territory yeah we but. did book whale watching. Logan was Oh, very, yeah, there is whale watching there. Logan was persistent that he wants to go whale watching. I have an expectation that we'll see zero whales because they say... We went and saw a few. Okay, well, I just want to, like, I don't want to be disappointed, so I'm going and yeah. thinking, like, we're not going to see any. So if we see one, it'll be exceeding my expectations. Yeah. yeah. When we saw them, though, like, you know, you always think whale watching, like, the whales are going to, like, jump, jump up and yeah. it's going to be, like, an orca and yeah. you're like, oh, my gosh. And it was just, like... Oh, look, way farther. If you caught it in the right second, you could see the back of a whale briefly kind of come out of the water. And I was like, "Mm, great. (laughs) Didn't see. Everyone else saw him. I didn't catch a single one. I was always like, where? Where? (laughs) But that's so much fun. I'm so excited for you guys. I hope you love it. It Literally, it's our favorite. Yes. And they're very dog friendly, so it'll be great for Bentley. I was looking up. always get Ollie a toy there. Yeah. They said it's a very, like, dog friendly state, so I'm excited. Um, Yeah, I'll have to update next time we record about that. Yeah. Yeah, you will for sure. Yeah, so Rachel, tell me me the things, what's happening. My update's just kind of simple, but very exciting. So I, ever since we moved to this house, like, two years ago... My sourdough starter, I let it die because it was busy moving and everything. And I had a good one going at our old apartment. And then I was like, well, I'll just restart one at the new house. And I have tried a couple of times and it has never taken. And I've just like lost my mind. And I've been like, is it the humidity or is it something? Because like no baked cookies don't set up here. And like there's other weird things that sometimes with cooking, it's like, I think it's like the altitude or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to blame it on other factors. So I've just been like, it really stinks. And then to buy the bread like I like is more expensive. Mm-hmm. So I finally just like put on my Instagram, does anyone have a starter that they'll just like split and share some with me? And I was very thankful one of my Instagram friends did and her starter was so healthy and wonderful and alive. And so I've now kept it alive mm-hmm. and I made a beautiful loaf of sourdough the other week that I was like, I made this. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like it was probably one of the best ones I've ever made. And so I'm just popping out the sourdough stuff, bagels, sourdough discard cookies, crackers, the bread, and I'm like living my my best sourdough life right now. I am so proud of you. I just killed my <laughs> starter, so um, I made the story of my life for two years, Jensen. I made a great loaf of sourdough bread a few weeks ago, and then I killed my uh-huh. starter, but. For me, I've just been, I've mastered making good homemade bread that, like, is so easy. It's, like, the, without the starter. Without the starter. And Logan loves it. It's four ingredients. And I can make it so much quicker. And I don't work fully from home. Like, there's some days I do. Yeah. And for me, like. Sourdough sour takes time. It days. does. And I'm, like, one day when I fully work from home or I'm a stay-at-home mom or something, mm-hmm. then I feel like that will be my sourdough era. But right now, <laughs> with my busy life, I'm just not there yet. So, I'm so yeah. proud of you. And. But sourdough is so good. Like, it's literally, like, melts in your mouth. It is. It has, like, the good, like, fermentation that's good. Yes. Like, it helps you process it better. But I think I used to think, like, well, it's either you had to make sourdough or you might as well just buy bread from the store. But it's, like, homemade bread is still healthier than from oh, the yeah. store. Yeah. And it's actually pretty easy to make homemade bread with, like, yeast. Yes. Like, a yeast packet. Yes. And, like, yeah, the sourdough's better because it's fermented mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But, like, that's still a better option. Yeah. And it's still cozy to just make homemade bread yeah. if you don't have the investment of time for sourdough. Because sourdough is, like, multi-day. You have to bring it out and feed it. Yes. And then, like, take half of it off and Whole let thing. it rise. And then second rise. And then kneading. So, it's definitely an investment of time. But, yeah, I'm excited. Right now is 
it's a time in my life where I can do the sourdough thing. Yeah. I don't know if when I have kids and stuff, yeah. how realistically I'll be able to dedicate time to it, but I'm loving my sourdough making journey right oh, now. I love that for you. I think I'm going to post on the Kind of Crunchy Instagram a little bread tutorial for the bread that Ooh, I make because that's I, a great idea. I love watching video tutorials rather than like someone giving me steps to yes. do something. And the one that I make is so easy and it literally like makes the most beautiful bread. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have to do that. And this is me saying it out loud. So I actually do so it. So that you do it. So I actually yeah. do it. Make yes. note of it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into today's episode with our guest. Hi guys. So today we have a guest. Um, we have Kasten Pommier with us, which it's still weird for me to call her that because we've been <laughs> best friends since we were little. So to me, she's still by her maiden name. Um, in my mind, but she is one of my closest friends and Jensen, her and I were all really good friends in middle school through high school, um, did a lot of life together. And she is now a mom of like the most perfect little (laughs) six month old Cleary. And, um, she's here to talk a little bit about natural childbirth in the hospital setting and just in general childbirth. We've had a lot of you ask us questions about that, and Jensen and I really aren't equipped to talk about that at all and think it would be kind of hypocritical for us to give any advice. So we're hoping to have guests and people on that can give a little more insight into that, and um, we are super excited. We just have kept talking about like how excited we are that Kasten's coming on because I just think she has so much insight like from the natural standpoint, but also she is a nurse and... Um, worked in the OB so she has like that perspective and then she's actually had a child too so there's just so much she can share with us so I'm super excited um so Kasten do you want to tell us anything about yourself a few fun facts or anything? Uh, sure yeah so like Rachel said my name is Kasten and actually it's Palmier how did I say it? Palmier. Palmier. Yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> when you get your best friend's name wrong. <laughs> you said it like that before I even met my husband, and then I just like I thought it was Palmier, and then I met him. He's like, no, it's actually Palmier. <laughs> so Why did you never tell me? I just like went with it. I don't know. I just you Paul said it with such confidence. I was you know like, what? Palmier. I get it from my dad because yeah. he says everybody's name. I like wrong. when you say it, even though it's not right. So I'm just okay. Like, well, then I'll just keep saying. That. Yeah, you can say it like that. Because I think it sounds like, you know, it sounds, sounds cool, fancy. Palmier, but it's, it's Palmier. <laughs> and okay. That's all right. Um, so to my husband, Vincent, and we've been married for over three years now. That's no. kind of hard to believe. And we had a daughter in November last year. So she's like six and a half months old now. And she's just the little light of our lives. Mm. She really is just so good to us. And then we have our cat, Max, who's like 17, and he's a Siamese, and they're very vocal cats, so <laughs> he's just like the little old man in the house, and, and we have to take care of him as well now. My husband, Logan, loves her cat, Max. He is very, like, when people say they have the best cat, like, he's the best cat. He's he's just so social, so nice, like, loves anyone. He's a and, cutie. But sometimes a lot. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so Rachel said I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse now for six years, and the first four of those have been, um, in labor and delivery. And then about two years ago, I started working, um, just part-time in maternity, and then short procedure and PACU have been, like, my main 
job for two years to get me to get me off night shift was the the big reason <laughs> and just a better schedule. Um, and then I actually also have another job that I'm just real casual, just a couple times a month. I work at a local IV bar. If any, those are like oh, up and coming. We need to go do so. it. We need to have her give us IVs. Yeah. Wait. So talk about. Th- I'm so <laughs> yeah. Curious. I will talk a little bit about it. I'm not there all the time. They're always doing new things, but like my my favorite thing that they do is the IV hydration. So mm-hmm. you can come in anytime to get um, just regular fluids or uh, vitamins is what they put in them. Like if you're sick, um, the people thought they'd be really popular for like hangovers, um, which we do. <laughs> like bachelorette parties and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it's really just people that just want to be healthier or just want to feel better or they're, they have the flu, like a lot of um, just people feel run down and they come in and get a drip and it's just, you come in, we get your vitals, start an IV, so get your infusion and get your vitals and you're out the door. It's, 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 I've gotten a couple I myself and I, um, I think they're a really good thing, even though they're really kind of strange around here. Uh, people, you know, you get different opinions about yeah. it, but hey, I'm, I'm all for <laughs> an alternative <laughs> treatment. I love that. I, I want to try that. I don't yeah. think I do well just because I pass out like oh, yeah. any <laughs> type of anything here and then you're on it for a while. To just electively do that, mm-hmm. I think it would yeah, like, it is freak weird. me that, out. Yeah, but it, and it's happened. People have passed out. <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> you just come around and then you're like, I'm good now. <laughs> That's normally what happens when I get my blood taken. They're just like, yeah, we took it all while you were out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's a it's a really neat thing, and, and I like it's like it's like my hobby. Even though it's a job, it's like my hobby because it's just low key and people just are so friendly and want to be there, and it's just. Uh, no stress and just a fun thing. I really need to come get that. one. I, I have. That. That's cool. It scares me, is why I haven't. But we should. We should do yeah. it a cringy or crunchy. Yeah. And get the IVs. We Wait till you go. You're like real sick. Sick. Or like yes. something. And then yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a good that. idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so getting into some questions we have. So let's hear all about your pregnancy experience. So some things you did. Um, while you were pregnant to support you and your baby's health, what were some things that you did? So fortunately I, uh, had a, a really great pregnancy and I don't know if that's from some of the things I'll talk about that I did to support myself. Um, but it was pretty uneventful. I was able to work up until I had her, which I was, I was happy about cause I just like was able to move and just function and it didn't like. I wasn't just sitting at home being large and pregnant. Like I was able to, to just work. And um, so I definitely supported myself through uh, what I ate. And that's where the raw milk comes mm. in. I drank a lot of raw milk. And I don't know, uh, Jenna actually mentioned that too. And I don't know if there's something to that. Because I didn't really have a lot of morning sickness. Well, yeah. I didn't have any like nausea or vomiting. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't have any of that. So... Raw milk, and then I did the liver. I I just recently ate it raw, but I was doing <laughs> desiccated. I was taking the pill form of the liver, and a lot of eggs, and just really just animal products and things from mm-hmm. the earth, and trying to avoid uh, just super processed things because whatever you take in, your baby gets. And um, I also tried to keep exercising. Like pregnancy is not the time to just stop being mobile. A lot of, um, like, weights, I, I don't know if that's controversial or not for some people, but you if you've been lifting weights, you can still lift weights mm-hmm. whenever you're pregnant. Yeah. 
Um, so free weights, it was just like at home. I did my workouts at home and a lot of squatting, a lot mm -hmm. of just being upright, even uh, depending on your occupation. If you're uh, walking or you have the option to stand instead of sit, like for charting for me at the hospital, I just... I, I chose to stand mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. just to keep everything in a line. I think that's really important. And um, the only thing when I, like I didn't have morning sickness, but I had like just a heavy feeling in my stomach the first trimester. And uh, I went to Florida around ten weeks pregnant and ever since I was in Florida, I didn't have any issues. So <laughs> I'm going to contribute that to all the sunshine. I got. <laughs> so, um, lots of sunshine, lots of like just staying active, um, eat well and also rest. Like it, don't stay up late just cause you can, like I am a sleeper and I would go to bed <laughs> early so I could get like eight to 10 hours of sleep at night. You're you growing, growing that human. baby. <laughs> and yeah, so it all just works together. And the last thing uh, I would say is I did regular chiropractic care, which mm -hmm. I think along with the alignment, it helped um, just, and you go more frequent usually, the bigger you get and closer to delivery. <laughs> and and I just felt better. I just felt like I'm doing something good to mm -hmm. promote a successful everything because I feel aligned. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've heard them say that chiropractic care can help with like aligning the pelvis for birth too, mm -hmm. which I just think is interesting because that, that like makes sense to me that that mm -hmm. could help. Kasten was very active during her pregnancy. She actually told me while we were on a run that she was pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she said, can we walk? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a little winded <laughs> already. <laughs> I said, I guess you have an excuse today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, those are all awesome things like I can attest to Kasten was very just like it was like is she pregnant because she was just like doing life like yeah. and I think that's awesome that she was able to be like that and I know some people it's like debilitating mm -hmm. pregnancy almost it's actually I think like when people talk about pregnancy in medical terms a lot of people like classify it with disease like it's, mm -hmm. like, classified sure. as that and that's crazy because it's pregnancy like it shouldn't be looked at yeah. like that yeah. so um I think all those things definitely probably contributed and really helped mm -hmm. with your healthy pregnancy. Um, so then you gave birth and you did have Cleary in the hospital setting instead mm -hmm. of a home birth. And I know that was something you kind of like went back and forth on what you were going to do. Can you tell us a little bit more about that decision and like just in general? Yeah. So uh, prior to having Cleary, I thought because I worked in labor and delivery I was exposed to the hospital setting yet I saw this whole world pretty much online of these women giving birth at home mm -hmm. and uh kind of introduced me to that and I kind of decided I'm gonna have my babies at home uh -huh. it's so important <laughs> I just don't want interventions and um I really thought that I was I was going to do that um but then I got pregnant and it just, I, there wasn't a shift yet until like seven weeks pregnant, I had some bleeding and it was enough that, uh, I, I knew it was, it, it could just be okay, mm -hmm. but I wanted that reassurance. So, um, I was at work and I asked the doctor what he thought and he just, uh, set me up with a, uh, first trimester ultrasound pretty much, I think it was just days later and, um, 
which I was going to decline a first trimester ultrasound because I wanted to do limited ultrasounds mm -hmm. and just get the 20 week anatomy scan. But, uh, because I had regular periods and I was sure of my due date and everything. Um, but that kind of happened and then I agreed to it and I got it. And that kind of is what set me up in the hospital to mm -hmm. like, to see him and go through appointments. So I decided then that I was going to just see how it went. And if at any point I'm uncomfortable or there are red flags, then reconsider what my options are. And if mm -hmm. being in the hospital is something I want to do, because you can, you, it doesn't matter. You, you just, cause you went somewhere your whole pregnancy, you can still deliver wherever you want. If I last minute was like, I'm not comfortable. I want to deliver at home. Mm. I can do that. Like yeah. it might be a little more stress, but it could be more stressful to deliver in the hospital where you're uncomfortable. So that's helpful. You, you do have that option to know. Yeah, yeah, you can transfer your care anytime to home, another hospital, birthing center. It's because I wouldn't it's, have you're, known you're that. In charge. I'd yeah. feel like locked in where I'm at. Like, nope, you're I'm not gonna get sued. <laughs> no, nope. and that's what people think that <laughs> like, uh, it's it's just it, they don't have a choice or a say. Yeah. They just have to go through mm -hmm. the process that every pregnant person goes through. But you can decline what you want to decline. You can um, just do things a little differently. Um, hmm. and as I went to my appointments, I just felt support. Like yeah. I, they weren't necessarily giving me the information I wanted natural childbirth wise. That was kind of on me. But whenever I presented them with, this is my plan, this is what I want to do. I was supported. And yeah. so that made me feel comfortable. And then whenever I was a little further into my pregnancy, um, 28 weeks, I think somewhere around there whenever you're just seeing the doctor every appointment um I we sat down and I brought my birth plan and we went over <laughs> it and like I just did not want any surprises whenever I come to deliver I just want everyone to be on board because some of the things were unconventional for the hospital I guess you would say mm -hmm. so I just and and he like was like yep yep he was he was a little unsure which I'll talk about next one of the things that he was unsure about but <laughs> yeah I felt good I was like okay this went well and um just one more like check off the list like okay I got through that and <laughs> it, it went yeah I was I was pleased with my office experience and mm -hmm. vetting them because you can vet your doctor like what's their c-section rate and things like that there are multiple factors that go into that like it's it can be the the person and how they take care of themselves or it can be like the provider mm -hmm. which it's it's those things combined I'd say yeah I'm so glad you felt supported because I know some women like that want to be more natural like their doctors aren't supportive of that so mm -hmm. I'm glad that you like felt that support along the way yeah. Yeah, I told Kasten I felt like she was setting the precedent because <laughs> I will probably give birth in the same place she did just because we we live like locally to each other and I was like, well, if they approved it for you then they have to for me. So I'll just bring you as my advocate. So I was like, okay, good. We're all set, good to go. So yeah, and Kasten's birth plan is like a work of art. It is stuff I don't even know about. Like, I'm into this crunchy stuff, but I have not really explored childbirth all that much or pregnancy mm -hmm. because I'm not there yet. In the next few years, I really need to start before mm -hmm. I want to get pregnant and give birth. But, um, yeah, I think there's so much helpful stuff there, especially because 
she worked in the hospital setting in labor and delivery, but then also kind of has a more holistic point of view to be able to know like what are things that are traditionally done that you can ask for a compromise on or that Mm -hmm. maybe you can do different. So with that being said, your birth plan, can you talk to us a little bit about maybe some of the things you spoke to your OBGYN about that weren't as traditional in the hospital setting that you were looking for? Yeah, so the thing I was mentioning um, prior was I had on my birth plan that I wanted to eat and drink during labor, which Mm -hmm. home birth world, they're like, that's ridiculous that they would even say that. And Mm -hmm. and there are policies in place for a reason, I will say. And a lot of people rarely do go into labor. Well, they don't wait to go into labor on their own. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of intervention such as induction or you know, they just want to, they just want to be over with it. So if you are going to be induced and there are things that come up, then yes, you shouldn't have to eat and drink. You shouldn't be allowed to eat and drink in labor if you would need to go for mm-hmm. a C-section. That's mm-hmm. why that's there. But for the person that is in labor on their own without any of those risks going on, they should be allowed to eat and drink in mm-hmm. labor. And I told him, I'm not planning on having like a five course meal, mm-hmm. but if I was planning, <laughs> bringing pot roast. Yeah, if I'm gonna be in labor for days, I need energy. It's yeah. like a marathon. You need to be able to support yeah. yourself and sustain the labor. So, and he was okay with that. But and I said, I know if anything comes up, like that might change. But I want to have the freedom if mm-hmm. I want to to eat and drink. So mm-hmm. I, I did. I um I sipped on bone broth and and just Health water. Queen. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't like have the desire to eat, but yeah. um so eating drink during labor was one of the things we spoke about. Um I wanted to be intermittently monitored. I didn't want to be strapped down to the monitor and actually our hospital has the option to do the wireless uh, monitor where it's mm. just on your belly and it's like wireless so it's they're still watching you but you can actually shower with it on and stuff like that but I didn't even want that I didn't want I just felt like that was still gonna hold me back from Mm -hmm. doing what I wanted to do because even that anything can malfunction and just uh, oh it's not picking up and it just was gonna maybe uh, hinder or something so I just didn't want to do that and um, so then the I would say saline lock which that is where you get an IV, but it's you're not hooked up to running fluids. It's mm-hmm. just there in case they would need it. Just like so, the little port thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's yeah. So they have access, and I compromised on that because, like, being in the hospital, I know that there are going to be things that they are going to want. So that was kind of just like, okay, I understand that, but it's not going to hold me back from doing anything. So yeah, I'll give you access, but I don't want to have running fluid. So then for them, that was like, okay, if something starts to crash, we just have to hook the line up instead of putting the needle in. So it is all about me. That is what, yeah, the needle's already in. It's just, so for them, like, yeah. Okay. Cause it's all about me. But at the same time, I'm choosing to deliver in the hospital. So I kind of do still want to respect them. So if that makes them feel better, it'll make me feel better. Because then just how my mind works, I'm not going to feel like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're upset or whatever. So, yeah, saline lock. And then um, if I was going to have any trouble with bleeding, because it's not uncommon for them to routinely give you Pitocin after delivery. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be given during labor to help 
get the labor going, but it's also after delivery given to help stop bleeding because it mm-hmm. contracts the uterus. So I opted that if they would need to give it, I didn't want it routinely, but if they would need to give it, I wanted it injected in my muscle, in my hmm. intramuscular, in my thigh instead of running IV because hmm. I just didn't want to have to worry about that cord. I'm yeah. trying to breastfeed and, and that was just another thing that... He, he was okay with so I said if you need to get you can give it to me but I prefer an injection over a couple yeah. hour infusion see that's so interesting though because like you wouldn't know that I don't never, even know they yeah, give yeah. Pitocin after birth yeah. let alone that you can stick it in your thigh mm-hmm. one time instead of yeah you just have to it. ask and that's where the education comes in is being mm-hmm. informed of what your options are and what you know you can just it doesn't hurt to ask and yeah And I think it's interesting because, like, I like your perspective because I think a lot of times it's, like, you have, like, holistic home birth people here and then, like, people Mm -hmm. that do Mm -hmm. the delivery in the hospital here and they're almost, like, at odds with each other. And so then if you go in and you're, like, well, I would be having a home birth and this is what I want to do and the doctor feels disrespected, like, it's probably not going to be a good good birthing situation for you because, Mm -hmm. like, they feel like you just think they're stupid and they did go to all this schooling Mm -hmm. and, like, there is a level of respect to have there of, like, they're not, like, for the most part, I mean, I'm sure there's some bad doctors out there, but they're not, like, evilly trying to make you have the worst birth of your life. Mm -hmm. You you just don't know what you don't know. You both want a healthy baby, healthy mom. You're just coming at it from different perspectives. So Mm -hmm. if you're able to have that as a respectful conversation, reach some sort of compromise, Mm -hmm. I think if it's a good doctor, they'll be open to, like, Mm -hmm having that discussion hopefully in the future something like there could be more of a collaboration between the two Mm -hmm. like because I don't think that every single person needs to deliver in the hospital Mm -hmm. but I don't think every single person should deliver at home there are Mm -hmm. risks and um you know are you a higher risk stuff like that it's just yeah maybe if they work together and communicate and Mm -hmm. then when when should we go to the hospital even because people if you're if you're gonna not people I didn't mean like people listening (laughs) just in general if you're gonna deliver at home when is it like that you need to say okay I need to go to the hospital yeah that's a hard decision yeah because some people are just so want to stay at home that they just if things can happen Mm -hmm. and yeah and ultimately you want to have a healthy baby and a healthy mom yeah and if there's more to it then that's a simple statement that people like to say Mm -hmm. but um you know things happen so you just need to know yeah what you want to do and when it's time yeah (laughs) so you have this amazing plan so going into what happened so what was your birth experience like and then how did you like advocate for yourself throughout the process so I will just maybe talk you through my birth yes, story. Please. So, yes. Okay. So I was forty weeks and six days, and I woke up on at three a.m. on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> and I um, started. Well, what I do at three in the morning. I, my water broke and it wasn't like, it's rarely like the movies where your water breaks and Mm -hmm. it's a big gush Mm -hmm. and you immediately, emergently rush to the hospital. It does (laughs) not have to be like that. Um, but my water broke and I started contracting pretty much at the same time, which I was thankful for, uh, that they were hand in hand and I was kind of 
not timing them at this point because it's three in the morning. I'm like, okay, this is early labor. This is my opportunity. I want to try to rest if I can and just relax and then um, maybe wake up a little later and then go to the hospital. So, and by the way, my water, it was clear. It, there was no signs that anything was going on. My baby was still moving because there are some things like that could be alarming if there was some blood or mm -hmm. it was colored differently then maybe I would have gone sooner but everything looked okay so I decided to rest um so I just went back to bed and I I didn't really sleep I just was resting and then my husband was supposed to go to work at six in the morning um even though it was Thanksgiving he had the opportunity to get triple time so I was like <laughs> you know what this can be days so You're like, go go get triple get time money. <laughs> so, so he was like are you sure and I'm like yes so he went to work and I'm just like at home I'm like cleaning up the house I made myself a nice breakfast I try to like sit down and watch a movie and, and eat my breakfast and they started to get more uncomfortable to where I couldn't watch the movie so I was texting him I'm like maybe just work half a day and then um a little bit later like probably minutes I was like maybe come home at eight <laughs> so he worked two hours and hey, it was triple time yeah, so it was like yeah. a day so <laughs> he came home he's like i don't even know why i went to work and i'm like yeah but you never know so yeah it's fine <laughs> so he came home and um we were all packed up and uh i lived i we had moved in the process of me being pregnant but i still wanted to deliver where i was familiar and so I was a little further away from the hospital, like 40, 45 minutes. So in active labor, I felt like I didn't want to make that drive if I was close to mm -hmm. delivering or mm -hmm. whatever. So my mom lived like 10 minutes away from the hospital. So I wanted to just get there. So I'm still mm -hmm. comfortable, still able to do whatever I want to do, but I'm a little closer. And that was just going to give me some peace of mind. Mm -hmm. So we got everything packed and we... Uh, drove to my mom's and I was listening to my Christian hypnobirthing app on the way there <laughs> and uh that was a good resource because it's just like a calm voice just like kind of walking you through they preferred the term like surges and um mm. what else do they call them waves instead of contractions because oh. contraction when you think of that is just like already has like oh no a contraction but if you think about it as like a wave <laughs> it's all your mindset yeah uh -huh. and, and so she was just talking to me and I was just breathing mm -hmm. and we got to my mom's and um, I was just, I had my birth labor ball and I was bouncing on that and just like doing, trying different positions. And uh, then I had a contraction where I felt like a little pressure-ish, if that, if you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, just like, just pressure in, in my bottom. I don't know. It's just like, wait, what was that? It just was a change. Uh -huh. And I was like, um, I don't know what that was. And I could have maybe checked myself at that time, but And I what do you mean by check yourself? For like people that... do a cervical exam on myself. To Being, see how open your how, cervix yeah, was. Yeah, see how okay. dilated. But I also, my water broke. I knew I was in labor. Like it probably, it was now like after nine at this point. So I had labored a few hours at home and then now I'm at my mom's I thought maybe I should just go because I know this is it if I had if my water hadn't broken yet maybe I would have been more flexible mm -hmm. but I knew I needed to go at some point <laughs> soon so I I went and got there around 10 
Um, so, and I also didn't want to go whenever it was going to be just like chaotic. So I, I wanted yeah. enough time to like get admitted mm-hmm. and, and just like settle before anything big happened. <laughs> so around 10, I got there and I was three centimeters dilated, which, you know, is something. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, it would have been nice to be more, but mm-hmm. three, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So three centimeters dilated, they admitted me and then they just left me alone. So I had the room dark. I had my hypnobirthing going. I was I was annoyed with listening to her voice at that point. So I just had <laughs> that's the, what I was gonna ask. The music <laughs> on. They have like just like a calm music. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had that on, and uh, my husband was there, and I brought a yoga mat because I wanted to just like be able to be mobile, mm-hmm. and if I wanted to be on the floor. Um, hospital floors are not comfortable, mm, so sure. <laughs> so bring a yoga mat, <laughs> and I just list tried to listen to my body. It's all just just try not to get scared. This is where all the education and preparation comes, and you're in it. Like just just be there for each contraction. Mm-hmm. Don't run from it. Just kind of embrace it because it's purposeful. It's it's your body, so don't be mm-hmm. scared of your own body. Your mm-hmm. your body is working with you, so or you need to work with your body. <laughs> and um, I just really tried to focus what would benefit me. So whether that was uh, changing positions or just imagery, like imagining, this sounds silly, but imagine your cervix opening. Just like... Uh, no, I love that. Yeah, just breathing. And um, then I, I, I tried walking, squatting, um, this is where it's important, your support person, because, uh, my husband really was there for me. Like he was there each contraction. Uh, he held me up when I needed him to, he helped me to get into different positions. There are different things that are easier with a second person. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was also a really, like if I would have been alone or just not had the right person there, um, then I think it would have it would have been a little more stressful, and and if you don't have a support person, maybe think about hiring a doula mm-hmm. because nurses are great and but they also have their own job to do mm-hmm. so yeah. you can't rely on that. But if you can have a person dedicated to you, that is really gonna probably help you and encourage you and did you guys like go to birthing classes or something that he was prepared to know like the positions and how to help you so yes so I would send him things that I would discover but also I did a physiological birth class with it was my chiropractor that did it Mm -hmm. and he came along so he and you got to like practice different positions (laughs) and different things so he had an idea. He okay. wasn't going in blind and that's really important so they know how to yeah. advocate for you if you can't. So they can just and maybe even like suggest some things cuz you don't it's I, at least I didn't want to be like told what to do. Mm-hmm. I, I but if just like hey, you want to try this? You've been in this position for an hour. Do you mm-hmm. want to try this? You know, yeah. it's just so you have someone there on because you're kind of like length. busy and your mindset yeah mm-hmm. and, and, that, like, and the clock oh, doesn't exist <laughs> it's like you don't know how long things are going on so just yeah I would recommend um your support person getting some education as I'm well. I'm gonna need that for sure <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine if Logan yeah. went in blind and then like <laughs> like videos and stuff 
if you're in class, like, they almost have to listen and participate. Like, they're, they're there. Yeah. You, you got them there. So, that was good. Held captive. And, uh, so, I don't even remember what time it was. Maybe, like, 3 o'clock or something. I... Um, wanted to be checked again. That was another thing. I didn't want a bunch of badge exams that were pointless. Mm-hmm. I wanted to let them know I want you to check me. So mm-hmm. I let them know I wanted them to check me. I wanted to see where I was at. And I was six centimeters dilated at that point. And so at this hospital that I delivered at, you don't deliver in the room that you start out in. They have an actual labor room. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the room that you started in. So at that point, I was far enough along, I went to the actual labor room. It's not far. I just walked there. <laughs> and and um, things were getting more serious. So mm-hmm. six, seven years I laid, I was on my hands and knees a lot. Like mm-hmm. I was using the bed. Use the bed for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um I tried squatting. I didn't really love it. I really thought I was going to like to squat and and just do different things. But hands and knees was like my thing. And um, my, my, I I had to lay on my side for a little bit alternating with, it's called a peanut ball because it's like the material of a labor ball, but it's a different shape. Hmm. So it goes in between your legs and um, her head was positioned a little funny. So he had me and I hated it. So I did it for like 20 minutes and then I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so I then was like nine or something. I don't know, but I was having the urge to push off and on and it probably wasn't consistent. I'm thinking because of the way her head was, mm. was. So then they did become like every contraction and you really, when they say like, you can't help it, you cannot help it. Your body, my body was just pushing. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so weird mm. and I didn't, I didn't love it. Some people mm. are like, it was so relieving to push. I didn't like it. I didn't <laughs> love it. But, and I also did not want to be forced to do force pushing or uh-huh. purple pushing. It has different terms, but that's where you like bear down and push with all your Like might. what you see in the movies when yeah, they're like, yeah, push and yeah. she's like, ah! <laughs> You don't have to do that. You can say, no, thank you. I don't want coached. <laughs> and um, so I was just like doing these little pushes uh, for like an hour and a half (laughs) and I did not I just did not want to deliver on my back something about that's just classic hospital I did not want to deliver on my back so but I did not like pushing squatting I did not like pushing on my hands and knees at that point so then I was trying to be on my side um and looking back I'm pretty sure I was pretty much on my back (laughs) but it is what it is Um, so I pushed for like an hour and a half and then they were so patient because she was crowning forever and ever and it was like now going it was like after seven so my whole labor was like 16 hours and um I was crowning and then I was like, you know what, I'm over this. So (laughs) then I did push with all I had, and I just did not want to stop pushing until she was out. So she came out, finally, and (laughs) uh, I was just so relieving to have, to actually do it. Yeah. She's Uh a hatter. (laughs) And another thing I will say is before I had her was like, my mindset it was everything because there were some times I wasn't very vocal but I was in my head talking to myself Mm -hmm. and there were times where like just a little IV pain medication Mm -hmm. or is it a really a big deal but then 
I had so many reasons of why I didn't want to do it, and I was like, no, I it's fine. I can just get through the next contraction. Contraction at a time. Remind yourself why you don't want to do things, and um, just don't give up on yourself because it does eventually end, and you'll be so glad that you just push through it. And it's not for everyone if you want to do those things, but I um, just... It was important to me, whatever I get, she gets, and I didn't want to start off with any medication in our mm-hmm. systems. Yeah. So that was a that was a th- something I had to remind myself as I was in labor. And uh, yeah, so then I had her. I did skin to skin immediately, and um, I did have some lacerations vaginal wall and labial lacerations and um it was a i mean i didn't really know what was going on because i'm just like oh i have my baby in my arms Mm -hmm. but i do remember him saying like how far away is anesthesia and um i was like so how'd i do (laughs) (laughs) like speaking to my uh damage and uh he's like not good i'm like oh no so he didn't end up having to call anesthesia. He was able to repair me there, but I did lose um, enough blood that I had to get I am Pitocin, and then I also had I am Methogen, which is another um, medication for bleeding after delivery. But then after that, um, yeah, we just enjoyed the first couple hours skin to skin, and it was just yeah, it was exciting. It was just fun. It was she's finally here. So that, yeah. that was my that was my birth story. I think it's so helpful that you walked us through that yes. because there's just so much of even like little things to you that you're just saying that like people that haven't given birth yeah. are like I didn't even know that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I'm learning so. You know, much it's like helping here. with the education component yeah. and the comfortability yeah. there. Um, and so you gave birth, she was perfect, Mm -hmm. beautiful. So what was it like those first few days postpartum? What do you wish you knew or would do different next time or really happy you did? Um, so it was very exciting. You know, it, it, it came and I had her and she's here. Um, but it was also emotional. Like everyone knows, Mm -hmm. like all the emotions go, the hormones go crazy (laughs) after delivery. You, I literally cried for no reason, like for a couple (laughs) weeks after I had her, but it was fine. I knew it was normal. And, but really like, yeah, you just delivered her, but your next focus for a lot of people in the natural world, I would say is breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. So that is pretty much established right after delivery. Mm. A lot of times they'll nurse like so good for you after delivery. I don't know what it is, but she, she knows she just went right on and she nursed for like hours. And I, I didn't watch clocks. I didn't say, Oh, every couple hours I need to get her back on. Like I just watched her, listened to her. She let me know if she's hungry and I just nursed her. Mm. I, I, that was my job. My job now is feed her when she wants and then we're just both going to rest. So I would say, yeah, breastfeeding sounds simple, but there is kind of a lot to it. And if you don't know anything about it or you don't have people in your life that breastfed, I would recommend taking a breastfeeding class because there Mm -hmm. is just a lot of good to know things that maybe um, 
you didn't know or or your family didn't experience um even though i knew about breastfeeding and i helped a lot of women breastfeed i didn't do it for myself it's different whenever you're doing it mm-hmm. on your own and you go home a couple of days later and what you could experience at home and um it was nice to like ask my mom like what did you experience and she did help me with some things um but i would uh recommend learning about breastfeeding as well I will need to do that I don't know anything (laughs) yeah like I was day four and my milk came in and normally people aren't in the hospital that long so we're not always there to see when your milk comes in and what it's like Mm -hmm. and like two giant hard bowling balls (laughs) I'm not even kidding you like I was like was it painful normal yeah, like, it was, like, I couldn't reach for things if I, like, accidentally, like, bumped them, and, and that, it was, it was pretty much like that, because your milk's, you're trying to regulate that, Yeah, mm-hmm. it just comes in, and it's gonna be based on supply and demand, so however much they nurse, that's how much you make, mm-hmm. so... Um, I didn't want to pump because I didn't want to make more then. So yeah. mm-hmm. I just, you can kind of relieve it a little bit with just like hand expression or, or just, en- just enough. But I just wanted her to nurse when she wanted to nurse. And mm-hmm. then it did, it was like the first two weeks were a little challenging. Um, and then once they like got soft, I guess, um, <laughs> it didn't hurt it was like fine and and we've been going strong since and it's just been such a such a great experience just the time uh that we have just the two of us throughout the day and throughout the night um was really nice but it does take time to feel normal like I was expecting oh you know a week or two but like months like I felt weak for a long time Mm -hmm. and just give yourself grace and rest and don't feel like you need to be in a competition for anything. But it can take a, a long time to feel normal. That's good advice. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so now she is about six months. So I guess just talk about your experience as a new mom for the first time and how you've supported yourself and your baby. Um, just adjusting to this new season of life. (laughs) Yeah, so just like you did when you were pregnant and hopefully before you were pregnant, um, continue to take care of yourself because Mm -hmm. if you are healthy and happy, your baby is most most likely going to be healthy and happy. Someone told me when I was pregnant, and it seems to have been true, is happy mom, happy baby. Mm -hmm. If you're stressed, it's all just going to be so much harder Mm -hmm. um so let go of expectations and just be present and really soak it in because it really does just go so fast I had fortunately three months of maternity leave and that first uh couple months your baby is normally just sleepy take advantage of that we literally (laughs) just every day it was me and her she was on my chest on the recliner either napping watching my favorite TV show, (laughs) like, it was just, it was great, and I had the best couple months with her, and I hope that everyone can, can, is able to do that, because it really is important, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, give yourself grace, especially first-time moms, like, you think you know, but until you're doing it, it's, it's, a whole new ball game so (laughs) just it's it just takes time and ask questions and don't feel bad for asking questions like there's no shame or guilt or there shouldn't Mm -hmm. be just because you are unsure 
Um, but yeah, reach out to some someone you trust or look something up to to help you. Yeah, I I think that's great advice again because I'm like learning about all of it. It's just I know it'll be different like to experience mm-hmm. it versus like you can know all this stuff, but until you're like there doing mm-hmm. it and feeling it and like everybody's body is different. Mm-hmm. So then like you know what one person says might not be true for you and like to just kind of learn your baby and your body and like yes. through the process and then like it is such a such a big thing like you have this hour long birthing where you're giving everything you have and then you're like straight into okay breastfeeding's the next thing and then you're home with this baby and it's mm-hmm. up all night like it's constant exhaustion and like your body's trying to heal and stuff so it's just like I respect mom so much yeah. and like I think it's quite the journey. Yeah, just like trusting your body. Like your mm-hmm. body, like God designed our bodies to literally give birth. Like we have that innate right. instinct and just like, you know, when you're not sure what to do, like obviously getting advice and getting help, but also like just trusting right. yourself and you you know as a mom, like and I'm sure you have this just natural instinct. That's so true. Like trust your gut because mothers know their babies mm-hmm. better than anyone. Mm-hmm. That's very good advice. Yeah, so speaking of advice, Mm -hmm. our last question is, what advice would you give to any newly expecting mom who wants to have a natural birth, doesn't know where to start? Um, Priority is to educate yourself. If a natural physiological birth is something you desire, then being informed is going to give you confidence in your decisions throughout your pregnancy and then your delivery and then even beyond that. So a really good resource is Ina May's Guide to Childbirth, and she has birth stories in there, and just she defines things, and she just gives tips and tricks of how to um, have labor go, hopefully, just better and move Mm -hmm. things along. and a birth class if possible. If you can attend one, that would probably be ideal, you and your uh, significant other, or they do have them online, so uh, you just have to look for them and um, yeah, just just find a birth class, I would say. Um, it's also, you can do 100% of everything right and something could still go wrong or not necessarily Mm -hmm. wrong but in a way you don't expect because labor is like you don't know what to expect and um but I do think that there are things you can do to increase your chances of it going in your favor um but give yourself grace either way and uh I would say don't let anyone discourage you whether you deliver in the hospital or at home it's your personal decision and you're the only one that can make that decision for yourself. And lastly, mind over matter. If you think you can, you're right. And if you think you can't, you're also right. So I think that um, your mindset has a big a, a big factor in, in whether it goes your way. <laughs> Uh, yes, that is wonderful advice. Sorry, we have a bee in the new uh, <laughs> podcast shed. And we're trying to open these little windows to get it out, but they're sticking. And um, so we're trying to scoot them out, but, you know, just just uh, <laughs> new studio that. things. He doesn't seem to be heading out anytime out. soon. But, no, I think that advice was 
wonderful and so helpful. Um, all of it. Like, I really was so excited for this episode. Yes. Because I know you were, like, a little, like, well... She was like, I know how Rachel can talk for hours, but I don't know if I can. Um, but, like, it was wonderful. And I think people are going to take so much from it. Oh because gosh, yes. I know, like, I did. And I've, I've said, like... Cassin's going to be my doula. <laughs> She's going to come to the hospital with me because I already know my Logan's like wigged out to even have a baby someday. And then I'm going to be like busy having a baby. So I'm going to need someone there that knows all the stuff and can advocate for me. So I just learned so much. Thank you so much, Cassin, for being on. This was so good. Yeah, it was. Do you have anything else you want to add or? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you again thank for you. being on. I know our listeners are going to learn so much from this. So yeah. thank you guys for all listening. Um, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all the things. We yeah, we hope you took so much away from this. We know that we did. Um, and yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. Rachel here. I am dropping in while I'm editing this because Jensen and I are super forgetful and we um, completely forgot to tell you we just did a complete rebrand of the podcast. Um, we have a brand new website, kindacrunchypodcast.com, where you can find all kinds of resources, join our email list, but most excitingly, we have merch now and it is super cute and we love it. It's like these embroidered crewnecks that we're just obsessed with. Um, we have a cream one with green embroidery and then a pink one with white embroidery and then ball caps that are cream with white embroidery and they are just super cute and you're going to see all kinds of pictures on Instagram if you follow us there. Um, you can find them on our website and pre-order them. The pre-order is going to be open for a couple weeks and then we're going to get them shipped out by early August and you will have them perfectly for the end of summer, those chilly nights like by the fire or in the garden or doing whatever um, and then leading into fall. So if you want to check those out, go to our website, kindacrunchypodcast.com. Um, you can find all sorts of things there. And yeah, we would just be like so appreciative if you go ahead and visit our site and check out all the newness. And if you want some merch, feel free to order there. We love you guys. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast.